listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B, and this is episode number 19. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Matters Podcast, where we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And you guys, this one, I mean, they all matter. They always matter. This one matters in a little bit more timely fashion. We are talking about how to boost your immune system today. And I think... I think it's pretty obvious that this topic idea came to me from current world events, but I want you to know I'm issuing several disclaimers right here at the top of the hour, which is not really going to be an hour, but at the top of the podcast, that I I know you guys know that I'm not a doctor, but I want to be really, 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 really abundantly clear that I am not in any manner offering any kind of medical advice today at all. What I'm offering you are some opinions. What I'm offering you are some things that I do for myself that I know to be true for me rather specifically about our immune system. But I also, I want to be really clear that our immune system is not even especially well understood by the medical community. There are so many things that we do not know or understand about the human body and truly the immune system, there are some big, big mysteries. And if you have any kind of immune system issues, you already know this. You have already dealt with probably at least a dozen doctors who had a hard time diagnosing what was going on with you and figuring out how to fix things and tweaking medication and all that kind of stuff. So I want to be really, really clear that what I am offering you are general ideas and my opinions. I am absolutely not diagnosing anything. I am definitely not trying to offer any kind of expert or even novice opinion about the current situation with the pandemic. What I'm talking about is being healthy in general and the things that we can do for our immune system that are likely to be helpful. Was that clear enough? I feel like it is. This one, you know what, you guys? Sometimes we talk about stuff, and I realize later that I... I project such an air of confidence that, of course, you believe the things that I say. And sometimes I'll go back later and I'm like, ooh, I wasn't 100% about that. And I certainly made it sound like I was. There are going to be lots of things that I talk about today that might sound like I know this for an absolute fact. And honestly, there's, there's nothing... There's nothing that I'm going to say is an absolute 100% true for everybody fact. There are some general ideas about what is healthy, what are healthy behaviors, and what sorts of habits we can develop for ourselves that will help make our immune system work at its peak function. The fact is you are born with an immune system that's supposed to do what it's supposed to do. It probably even has more functions than we know about, honestly, because there are so many, many mysteries to the human body. But, but there are things that happen along the way. Most of the things that happen along the way to our body, not maybe most, many of the things that happen along the way to our bodies are because of habits that we have. We get injured because of something that, you know, we did. We have accidents that can cause different issues with our bodies. 
sometimes some of the things that can go wrong with our bodies are, are truly out of the blue and not related to our habits and things that we've done, but some of them are. And so the things that we're talking about today are the things that we have control over. And the reason that I was thinking about this, I mean, again, obviously there's, you know, hello, there's no real, I don't think there's any real need for me to explain exactly why I was thinking about immune systems, but there were two really specific things that happened last week that really made me think about my immune system and the way I think about my health in a way that made me want to talk about it with you. Because I'm sure, I mean, if you've ever been around the Fitness Matters podcast, you probably know, I'm not just going to give you a list of like tasks you can do. There's there's a whole nother layer here. It's the mindset layer that we are definitely going to get into. And, and I mean, spoiler alert, I guess. But anyway, so there were these two things that happened last week. One was I went to Walmart because, you know, you have to go to Walmart. That is still an essential thing to do. And I was trying to, you know, get the supplies that we would need to last as long as we need them to last. And I saw this woman. And let me, before I even get very far into this story, let me be really, really clear. These two examples that I'm going to give you, I'm not trying to call anybody out. I'm simply illustrating something that I notice in the world. And it prompted me to have this conversation. This is not me making fun of anybody. This is not me being judgy. This is, this is what sparked my thoughts on this matter. There was a woman who was wearing a full like respiratory mask um, and had gloves on and like booties on her feet. I mean, she might as well have been basically wearing a hazmat suit. She was just completely covered and she was pushing around this cart that was obviously meant to be several weeks supply. So there was more of it than perhaps normal. And maybe she had gone shopping somewhere else for healthy items, but she had a cart full of soda and chips and cookies and junk food. And the the dichotomy between being so careful on the one end that, you know, she's covering up anything that could take in any kind of a germ and yet obviously willfully ingesting things that are pretty well known to not be good for your health and not be great for your immune system specifically. It just made me think about, it made me think about the way that we think about our health and our immune system and about the things that we control. The other thing that happened was I was on YouTube, as I am, and, and I was watching this YouTuber that I watch sometimes, not a lot, and I'll be honest, I actually unsubscribed after watching this particular episode because I was just like, you know what? I kind of fundamentally disagree with this person and I feel myself being frustrated when I watch their videos and that's that's not good for me. I don't I don't like I don't like watching people just to disagree with them. I I find that very disruptive to my my own personal sense of self. Anyways, I was watching this YouTuber who was talking about being super healthy and and she was actually really again, not giving medical advice, but she was really specifically talking about the pandemic and talking about how to be healthy. And I, she might've even been specifically talking about boosting your immune system, which I don't recall that off the top of my head, but she was talking about in a, 
a kind of a braggy way about how healthy she is because she takes about 30 supplements a day to ensure her health. And I actually went back and like listened to that again and I thought to myself, again, not trying to be judgy, but this one actually is going to come out I'm pretty judgy because because I felt kind of judgy, that I, I personally don't feel that the number of supplements you take a day is the best measure of health. And that actually, to me, felt a little bit obsessive in, in almost the same way that, that watching the woman covering herself from head to toe with the protective gear, that to me seemed obsessive or panicky or or too much. I think I think too much is the way I'm going to leave that for right now and you'll understand why as we get further into this topic. And so I really I started thinking about and started googling, of course, as one does when one has a question and one is thinking about things that they want to discuss with, you know, some some intellect and some knowledge. So I googled, you know, boosting your immune system. And I've always had a vague understanding. I mean, I this is digressing, but have you noticed that, you know, I remember learning about the human body in fourth grade. And I don't know why I remember, it might have been fifth grade actually, now that I'm thinking about that. But I do remember that it was elementary school. And I remember learning about like the circulatory system and the respiratory system. And I remember learning about these systems. And because of course you're in elementary school, you think about them being kind of closed systems, like you know, they, they exist in a vacuum, like, you know, your, your blood circulates and that's it, you know, as though that is all that it does. And of course, that's not how the human body works. Nothing in your body works all by itself. Everything is super, super, super interconnected. But because I'm going to say most of us, many of us for sure, who, you know, don't go on into like healthcare or anything, many of us really stop with that kind of elementary understanding of how our bodies work. And so I think we, as a society even, tend to really think about our bodies in very kind of closed containers. And yet that word system is right there in everything that we talk about. Yes, it works in and of itself, but system means that it is interconnected. And that was one of the things that I discovered in the very brief bit of Googling that I did was that there's no one thing that's going to guarantee your health. There's no one habit that you have control over that is therefore going to ensure that everything else works together. But rather, when we think about your immune system as just that, a system of interconnected parts, it makes it so much more more doable in terms of well, let me rephrase that. It makes it more doable in terms of what you can do, but it might also make it seem a little bit more overwhelming if you're coming at it from, from something of a deficit. 
And so here's the thing. What I discovered was pretty much exactly what I what I thought I already knew and what I'm sure you already know, which is why this is not necessarily going to be a tips and tricks kind of podcast. You know these things. Here are here are the seven things that are great for boosting your immune system. And they're not in any particular order, but I did number them just so that I would know how many they were. So I'm reading them in the random order in which I wrote them down, which is not necessarily an order of importance. So number Number one, get enough sleep. Number two, control your stress. Number three, eat healthy foods. Number four, exercise regularly. Number five, drink water. Number six, maintain a healthy weight. And number seven, I didn't actually see this on any other websites. So this one to me, one of the most important ones <laughs> is to set goals for yourself. You guys, have you ever been to the circus where you have seen like a, a circus performer doing the spinning plates, which might not actually be a circus now that I'm thinking about that. <laughs> okay. It's funny that I would bring up this sort of a metaphor. I've never been to a circus, but I know for sure that I have seen a performance of spinning plates and I don't remember when or where or how, but I know that I've never been to a circus. So it must have been at some, in fact, I'm pretty sure it was at like a theme park. You know how sometimes they have like those shows that you can go to every couple of hours. And I remember this spinning plate act and it was so amazing. And of course, you know, they weren't, not of course, but, but they weren't just spinning the plates. They were, you know, spinning the plates and then they were like juggling and spinning like platters and, and doing all this other stuff. And in fact, if you are, if you don't know what I'm talking about with spinning plates, I will have in the show notes, a super quick clip that I found on YouTube that totally it was, it's a great visual for what I'm picturing in my head when I think about my, my thoughts about boosting your immune system. If you have ever seen any kind of a spinning plate circus act, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. How when you get one going, you don't just get to like leave it and never look at it again. You get another plate spinning and then you get another plate spinning and then you have to come back to the first one and make sure that that one is still going. And when you think about your immune system as being dependent on basically these seven spinning plates, and then, I mean, you know, again, with the circus act about how, you know, you're juggling in between, and then you're still trying to live your whole life and spin all of those plates of your family and work and, and all that other stuff. I think you get some sense of what I'm talking about here, about the interconnectedness of all of these habits, that there's not one thing that you can do that's going to boost your immune system, that's going to make your immune system work perfectly. But rather, you'll start spinning one plate. You know, maybe you start working on getting enough sleep and then you can work on another plate of exercising regularly. And then you can work on the other plate of setting goals for yourself. And then you'll start spinning that first plate again. And then you'll come back and start spinning the plate of maintaining a healthy weight. And then you'll come back to the second plate. And you know, you're you're having to move between each of these somewhat separate, but also incredibly interconnected items that are all putting on the big show. And the thing that, the thing that I remember specifically about the live show that I saw, and it's funny, the, the YouTube clip that I found for you for reference, it's not as clear in the YouTube clip, but the show that I remember seeing, the, 
the woman who was spinning the plates was making an over-exaggerated, of course, because, you know, it's a big theater, but was trying very hard to convey a sense of utter calm about the whole thing. Like, of course I have 12 plates spinning. What would be difficult about that? This is no big deal. And she wasn't like rushing hurriedly from one to the other. She was simply doing this incredibly difficult thing where, you know, most of us in, in real life could not actually spin even one plate, you know, like a literal plate, not a metaphorical plate of drinking enough water. But but she was portraying this, this total calmness about it. And I think that's the thing that I would really like to extend with this metaphor, that rather than feeling rushed about any one of these things, if you can think about simply making sure that all the plates are spinning to the best of your ability at any one time, is the best way to go about thinking about boosting your immune system. Now, I, I am gonna talk to you, I mean, a little bit more on a practical sense about each of the items, because the fact is they are important. Getting enough sleep, you know that I talk about this with some frequency. I mean, I specifically talk about it when we're talking about losing weight. That's where I feel like I've spent the most time talking about sleep. But the fact is, sleep is just really, really important for your body altogether. I mean, your body needs time to repair. And in fact, even with the getting enough sleep thing, I'm also going to say getting enough rest because it kind of comes in with, with what I'm suggesting about taking all of these things at their own pace and in their own moderation. Getting enough sleep means making sleep a priority. It also means doing enough work that you are tired. Finding the right balance of work to sleep is different for everybody. I mean, you'll notice that I do not say get eight to 10 hours of sleep. Enough sleep is actually pretty individual. Some people need more, some people need less. Some people think they need less, but would operate better <laughs> with more. Finding your optimal amount of sleep is gonna take some trial and error, especially if it is not currently a huge priority. If you tend to be one of those people who you know stays up too late but still has to get up early and, and really struggles with going to bed on time. Making sure that, that getting enough sleep is something that you are thinking about and a habit that you are trying to create is gonna take some effort. I personally, I mean, sleep comes very easily to me. This is actually one of the easiest steps for me, but I have worked with a lot of clients over the years who really struggle to get good quality sleep, to get asleep, to stay asleep, to be asleep for a long enough time, to really operate at, at peak efficiency. And the fact is, it's something that's gonna take some effort on your part, but, it doesn't have to be the only thing that you work on. It's one of the things that you work on. The fact is, if you get too much sleep, if getting enough sleep is the only thing that you work on, it's kind of like only doing one thing in a system 
that has so many different spinning plates. Getting enough sleep might be the first plate that you start to spin. It might be the last plate that you start to spin. It might be the plate that's the most wobbly, but as long as it is spinning and you're working on it, it's gonna help the whole system work better. Number two, controlling your stress. I mean, this one's, I find this one to be particularly apropos right now, and it's one of those almost like big ironies about how controlling your stress would help you during this pandemic, but but it would help you anyway. I mean, the fact is controlling your stress is probably one of the biggest challenges that we face. I mean, I if if I had to say that there is one thing that is the most difficult for anybody who is trying to be healthy, I would say that controlling stress is is number one. I mean, just hands down. And some of this is just the modern world that we live in. We have so much access to so much information. Specifically, I know you're finding that right now, that your brain can be on overload all the time with all the things that either are wrong or could be wrong or will go wrong. And there's just a lot that you could think about and and controlling controlling what you take in controlling your brain controlling your mindset controlling your stress is arguably one of the most seven important plates <laughs> i was going to try and tell you that it was the most important it's not it might be the one that you find the most wobbly though it might be the one that you find the most difficult to work on but the fact is controlling your stress will control a lot of issues that you have stress and again, we've talked about this with weight loss. You'll find me saying that a lot today. A lot of the habits that we're talking about are, are very weight loss related or weight related. Stress comes in many forms. Stress comes from overthinking things, from feeling anxious on a, a low level chronic state, from doing too much, like too much exercise, from eating too little. Stress originally, way, 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 way back in the day, there used to only be one stress. Stress was famine. I mean, that was the only thing we ever worried about. Anything else that was immediate was fear. I mean, being chased by a woolly mammoth, that's fear that wasn't stress. Stress came in the form of there's not enough to eat today. Going to bed hungry and waking up the next day hungry. Your body responds to all kinds of stress, mental or physical, the same way it always has since the human body became the human body, which was a long, long time ago, my friends. And that means that your body's stress response is in response to the idea that there's not enough food. What your body does when it feels stress is it starts to store fat. It starts to prepare itself for going a long time without eating, which means that it starts to shut off kind of non-essential functions. It starts to store fat really specifically right around your belly so that you can stay warm, so that your organs stay protected. Stress sets off a whole chain of hormones that I do not understand and I'm not gonna try and explain to you, but that do low-level chronic 
terrible things for your body. Not just the ones that you can see and feel, not just the, the mental anguish and the extra weight, but there are other functions of your organs and your body that are not operating at their best. When you control your stress, you can control, it helps, it helps you with controlling your weight, maintaining a healthy weight. It helps you with mental clarity. It helps you get more sleep. There are all kinds of interconnectedness between these items that we're talking about today. When you can get enough sleep, it'll help you control your stress. When you can control your stress, it'll help you sleep. They all work together. Number three, eating healthy foods. Now, this can be one that I think I actually based on based on the things that people tell me and the clients that I've worked with i actually think that this is one of the things that people can do too much of that they get really caught up in i eat super healthy as though it's like a competition and I understand that, I mean, life is competition and I, I feel competitive about plenty of things. I, we've talked about this. I feel competitive plenty of times. But eating healthy food can turn into this thing where some people feel like as long as they're eating healthy that everything else is taken care of and so therefore they really, really focus on what the healthiest food or what the healthiest option can be. And this is honestly the one that I find, I find the one that, I mean, I find it very easy to moderate this because I have what I consider a healthy appetite for foods that aren't healthy. But I find that this is the one that, that's kind of easy to get caught up on. And yet it's one of the least provable elements. The fact is nutrition science is it's still a mystery and is changing all the time. We don't know exactly what healthy is. We don't know what the optimum way to eat is. That is why you run into so many different opinions on the internet. I mean, Google healthy food. There are thousands of websites devoted to talking about what's healthy and every one of them has a different opinion about what is healthy. Should you eat grains? Should you not eat grains? Should you eat meat? Should you not eat meat? Should you eat dairy or not eat dairy? There are all kinds of opinions about this because frankly, there's kind of a dearth of facts we don't know. And therefore, this plate, I, I gotta tell you, rather than it being the only thing that you focus on, your main spinning plate, let it be one of the things that you think about. Make the healthiest choices you can while because there's another plate behind this, maintaining a healthy attitude about what you're doing. Now, I know that I know that some of you are like, okay, but like that lady with the cart full of junk food, there are plenty of people who go the other way and don't think about eating healthy food at all as being part of an overall healthy system. And honestly, I think the same could be true for just about everything on this list. You will always be able to find people who disregard it completely or who go overboard. For me personally, I tend to, and it probably very related to the kinds of content that I consume on, you know, on social media and, you know, on YouTube and the people that I follow on Instagram, things like that. I tend to see 
a lot of people who are really trying to be a hundred percent focused on the best nutrition. And, and honestly, I, I really personally feel as in all things that finding a healthy balance of what works for you is the healthiest approach to boosting your immune system. Because if you are constantly beating yourself up about, Oh, I just don't eat healthy enough or about you know, oh, I just don't get enough sleep or, oh, I'm not controlling my stress. <laughs> the fact is, if you are beating yourself up, that is not controlling your stress. Being, being okay with your eating habits will help you control your stress. It will also, eating as healthy as you can, help you with number four, exercising regularly. Now, obviously, I mean, I am a fitness trainer. You, you know, you know my thoughts on this. <laughs> you know a lot of my thoughts on this. And again, I'm, I'm going to point to some examples of people who struggle to exercise at all and people who over-exercise, thinking that that is the, the one plate that they need to focus on spinning. And I, I personally have found this to be very true in my own life. I have relied on exercise to kind of carry the rest of the rest of the plates where I would, because I enjoy it so much, I would rather focus on exercising as my best way of being healthy. You know, Back at my original, the the two people that I pointed out, I, I I have to imagine that what they're thinking is something along the lines of, and whether or not it sounds exactly like this in their mind is, you know, kind of irrelevant. But there's something along the lines of, I'm doing my best because I, and then fill in the blank because I take so many supplements, or I, I'm doing my best because I've, you know, covered up my nose and mouth and my hands and my feet. For me personally, if I were going to finish that sentence, I feel like I'm doing my best because I exercise every day. That is, that has always been the thing that I hang my hat on. And yet, it's only one of the plates that are spinning. And for me personally, maybe not for you, maybe not for lots of people, but for me personally, it was very easy to go overboard on that one because I found it so enjoyable. But like all of these spinning plates, there's a point of diminishing returns. There's a point where you are focusing on it so much that you are neglecting other things. There's also a point where you're not doing enough of it to keep all of the plates spinning. The fact is, if you exercise regularly, I personally found that exercising regularly was the thing that made me start wanting to eat more healthfully that when I would go for a run in the morning, I could feel last night's dinner. And I mean that literally and metaphorically, but I could feel the lack of energy if I had eaten something kind of junk foodie. I could feel lethargic because I hadn't fueled very well. And I could sometimes very literally feel it in my stomach when I needed to make a stop in the middle of a run because, because of all kinds of reasons. Point being that exercising regularly helped me eat healthy foods. It might be the other way around for you. Maybe when, if, if eating healthy goes easier for you, it might be that, gosh, you know what? I'm eating so healthfully. I, I, you know, I have enough energy. I feel like I can exercise. I feel like I can start on, you know, a nice little moderate program of exercising a little bit every day. 
when you exercise regularly, it does help control your stress and it absolutely helps you get enough sleep. I, I have spent some of my most restless nights after a day or a couple of days of not exercising. Your body needs just enough of all of these things. It needs just enough exercise. It needs just enough healthy food. It needs just enough controlling your stress and managing your mind. It needs just enough sleep. All of these plates, my friend, they're all spinning together. Along with number five, drinking enough water. Now this one is slightly more quantifiable, but again, you will find so much debate about this. Drinking water has become Again, kind of like the kind of like how I see so many people who are basically on social media bragging about how healthfully they eat. I find that we are, we, you know, in the bigger picture are kind of in this competition for who's drinking enough water. And, and it's, it's an interesting one for me because traditionally I have struggled to drink enough water. It's something that I have very recently, like literally within the past two months, really gotten a handle on and really made a, a much bigger priority in my life. And I will tell you that as somebody who has felt very healthy for very many years, adding this little plate the, on a spinning stick has made a bigger difference than I thought. I have always, not always, I have for the last 10 to 15 years thought of myself as a very healthy person. Again, because of how much I can exercise. And yet I always knew that there were cracks. I mean, I know that there are cracks in what I eat. I knew that there were cracks in how much water I was drinking. And now that I am making it a priority and I am not letting myself be dehydrated, I am drinking what is considered, what is somewhat commonly agreed on as an optimal amount of water and I cannot tell you how much it has changed a lot in my life. How different my skin feels, how different my hair feels, how different my body feels, how much, I'm not going to say more energy I have, but I feel a different kind of energy. I feel better. Now, to be fair, I coupled that with moderating my exercise. I have very recently taken my exercise down. Not a big notch, but a t I'm going to say a notch and a half. I'm going to say a, a good sized notch and a half. And there's a couple of reasons. One, because I am currently losing weight and I wholeheartedly believe that you need to exercise moderately when you're losing weight. Two, I am finding here in perimenopause, I am finding my recovery time to be just frustratingly slow and therefore in order to be able to do the things that I want to do, I can't push as hard all the time and so I'm pushing a little bit less as often as I, as I want to, which is every day. I like to exercise every day. But let me get back to drinking water because that's where we were. Drinking water might be really easy for you. I've met plenty of people in my life who are like, oh, I have, you know, I've never even thought about how much water I drink. I've never, never had a problem with that. I love to drink water. It comes super easily to me. So this might be a plate that's difficult for you to spin. It might be a plate that's easy for you to spin. It might be a plate where you think, well, it's not really that important because experts disagree about exactly how much you need. It's true. It's very true. This one's tough. The fact is the, the quote unquote optimal amount of water is to take the, how many pounds you weigh in pounds and divide that by two. And then that is how many ounces you need to be drinking. I will tell you 
among my, not research at all, but among the people that I have known, there's actually a pretty wide variation and some of it really depends on what you eat. If you are eating watery foods, like if you eat a lot of fruit, you probably don't need as much water. If you tend to eat like soups or things that are, again, filled with water, you might not need to drink as much water. Other beverages can be hydrating also. It's not always a matter of water. Some beverages, I mean, the the common wisdom for a long time was that coffee basically didn't count because coffee is a diuretic, which means that even though you're taking in liquid, it is, it is forcing your body to get rid of liquid. So is that hydrating? Is that not hydrating? Does it count? Does it not count? There are lots of ways that you can parse this, and the fact is, like all of these elements that we are talking about today, you need to find what works for you. This is not about meeting some arbitrary 100% perfect gold standard. This is about how you spin your plates, my friend. If, if this is where you hang your hat, like you've always been like, you know what, I'm really healthy because I drink a lot of water. Look around for your other plates, baby, because you might have something that's wobbling in the background. Or if this has always been the one that's wobbling in the background, maybe give it a little bit more love. Drinking more water, again, will help you control your stress. This is actually the thing that I I found the most shocking when I was talking about the, the results that I am feeling. One of the things I have always noticed, and I have noticed this for years and years and years, my mantra, like when I am running ultra distances, I've always said to myself, and it took me a while to notice this, but I've, since I figured it out, I've always said to myself, if you feel like crying, you need something to eat and drink. <laughs> that, that if I am in the middle of a race and I'm starting to feel overwhelmed and upset and want to cry and this is so hard and I hate everything... Yes, some of that is because, you know, I might be 30 miles into my day and that's a big effort, but most of the time it is because I am dehydrated. It is amazing and I have no scientific evidence, but tons and tons of anecdotal evidence that when you drink enough water, it helps you control your mood. I personally have found that one of the best things that I have ever done for my anxiety is to drink enough water and for me personally to stop drinking caffeine. It it made a huge, huge difference in my mind. When you drink enough water, it can help you eat healthy foods. Again, if you feel like you're doing something healthy for yourself, it can spark these other healthy habits. It can help you spin these other plates. Drinking enough water, I know you're going to tell me it doesn't always help you get enough sleep, and that's true. You sometimes do have to get up in the night and go to the bathroom if you're drinking enough water, but some of that is more about creating the habit of drinking earlier in the day. I mean, it Again, when your op- when your body is operating at a slightly more optimal level, it will help you get enough sleep. Getting enough sleep will help your body operate optimally, and doing these other things will help you get enough sleep. They are all interconnected. You guys, number six, maintaining a healthy weight. Now, here's here's something that I I kind of struggle with as a fitness trainer. I um, I don't, I don't get a lot of pushback on this, but I have had a couple of comments over the years from people I don't know. So, I mean, take that for what you will. People on the internet have, have commented about 
fitness trainers and, and really me specifically because they were commenting on my videos or commenting on my, you know, my posts or whatever, talking about how there's too much emphasis on dieting. There's too much emphasis on weight. And it's something that I, I try to find a healthy balance with because the fact is, the fact is there are lots of people who need to lose weight. I mean, let me, let me say it baldly like that. Here in America, two thirds, 66% of Americans are overweight or obese. That's a lot. That's the majority. That's like a big majority. In fact, is that even a super majority? I don't know what the exact number is for a super majority. But here's the thing. People need to lose weight. It's, it's an actual fact that there are lots of people who are not at a healthy weight. And yet, if I talk about that too much, is that too much pressure? Is that rude? Is that me trying to tell people how to live their lives? Is that not me not being body positive? There's a lot that goes on with this. And it's why I personally, I, I consider myself 100% team healthy weight, you know, hashtag team healthy weight all the way. I will never encourage you to lose weight for the sake of losing weight. I will never encourage you to lose weight to look good in a bikini. I will never encourage you to lose weight if you are already in a healthy range. I will never encourage you to lose weight if you don't want to. I'm never the kind of person who's like, you have to lose weight. But I will tell you that being a healthy weight goes a long way towards being healthy. It's right there in the phrase healthy weight that it's good for your health. It's good for your immune system. It's good for all of the systems in your body, honestly. It's, it's less wear and tear on your joints. It's easier on your circulatory system when your body is smaller. It's easier on your respiratory system when you don't have fat in the middle of your body that's pushing on your lungs. It's easier on your body in a good way to be a healthy weight. I'm going to encourage you to make this one of the plates that you are spinning. Again, it's not the only one. Being a healthy weight, you can still absolutely have a crap immune system because you're not sleeping enough, you're not controlling your stress, you're eating junk food, you're not exercising, you're not drinking water. Being a healthy weight is not by any means the only measure of your health, like at all. I mean, at all. It's one of them. It happens to be the one that gets the most attention in both a good way and a bad way. I mean, the fact is ignoring your weight isn't the same as being a healthy weight. But again, running the risk of sounding like I am not body positive and I am, I am 100% body positive. I feel like, I feel like you living your best life looks different on all of us. I feel like you being your best is going to look different. I'm encouraging you during this podcast and, and throughout all of the things that I do to make it one of the things that helps you live your best life. It's one of the plates that will help the other ones go. I mean, truly, being a healthy weight, personally, I have found it to help me 
control my stress. It's one less thing to worry about. It's one less problem. When I was overweight, I worried about it. I thought about it a lot. It was this problem to solve in my mind. And it's really nice to not be constantly thinking about that, to not be constantly putting myself down for not being a healthy weight. It was hard. It was hard for me mentally and physically to be overweight. And it's, it's one of the plates. It will help you get enough sleep. It, it, being a healthy weight is going to help you with a lot of things in the same way that getting enough sleep, eating healthy foods, exercising regularly, drinking water, and controlling your stress. Yes, those are all the elements that I have told you all the times that we have talked about losing weight. They still come into play after you've lost, when you are maintaining a healthy weight. There's still all of these plates to spin. And so when you get used to spinning all of them at levels that make sense for you, at speeds that make sense for you, in a way that you can maintain while staying oh so calm, it'll all work together. And then number seven, you guys, I had to add this. I totally did. Because for me, number seven, setting goals for yourself. That to me is the pinnacle of having a healthy mindset. And, and I know I harp on goals all the time. I mean, I know, I know, I know. Sometimes you probably get tired of hearing me talk about goals, but specifically for this one, as far as how it's related to boosting your immune system, I'm going to tell you that this is not setting fitness goals for yourself. This is setting like a bucket list for yourself. This is having a reason to get up in the morning. This is having a reason to, you know, save your money so that you can travel to Europe. This is things and experiences and feelings that you want to have. For me, setting goals for yourself is about having a positive and forward future thinking mindset. Rather than being stuck in the mire of today is hard, everything that I have to do is hard, having dreams for yourself, having something to look forward to, having a purpose, giving yourself a reason to do something really specific every day because it's going to lead up to this bigger thing in the future, to me, that is huge. It it will help you control your stress. It will help you, presumably, I mean, if some of your goals are fitness related, it will help you exercise. It will help you eat healthy foods and drink water and maintain a healthy weight. This is so, so interconnected for me. Having goals changed my life. And I will tell you that for a long time, I thought about the future and I knew, you know, oh, you know, I want to get a college degree or I want a better job. It was always so vague. And and along the way, I kind of let life just happen to me. And it pushed me this way and then it pushed me that way. And I always kind of vaguely felt if not like a victim of my circumstances, I mean, sometimes I did. I'm not going to lie. There was plenty, plenty of times where I felt sorry for myself for the way my life was going as though I had no power over it. 
As soon as I realized that all of the power was mine because of how I choose to see myself and the world and the future, it changed everything for me. And the reason I was capable of changing my mind about life happening to me or me happening to life was when I started setting goals for myself. And I started, I mean, I can't tell you the first goal I set. No, maybe I can. I think, I think the first like real goal I set for myself and the first time I really just kind of made something happen, whether I wanted it to or not, was when I went to college for the last time. I talked about this a long time ago and I'll see if I can, I'll see if I can reference the podcast where I talked about, I think I know which episode it is, where I talked about how it took me nine years to get my four-year degree (laughs) because, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't really have a future plan and I had, I had a couple of things kind of go wrong in my life and, and I actually talked about that in a totally separate podcast about how my my boyfriend at the time got my roommate pregnant (laughs) and how I could have taken that to be like the worst thing that had ever happened to me. I mean, at the time it felt pretty awful, but that was actually the reason that I decided once and for all, you know what? I am going to college. I am making this happen. Within three months of, of that incident, I was on my way to a whole new world. And when I went to that new college, that's where I met my husband. That's where I made basically the rest of my life, the rest of my dreams come true from that one terrible incident. So that goal of that goal of getting away from my boyfriend and my ex-roommate, who at the time was my best friend, yep. Um, that that goal of getting out and going to college, it was the first time I really felt that that spark of I don't have to be stuck here. I don't have to work at this restaurant for the rest of my life. I don't have to have these friends. I don't have to tolerate being treated like this. I don't have to do any of this. I can do anything. And it was really empowering. And then, and then, you know, some old habits came back and over the years, I still kind of struggled to make this happen and and set goals for myself. But, but that was the first time that I really, really understood the power of of making myself do something and, and what it could, what it could lead to. And now, now it has become such a part of just the fabric of my life. I mean, setting goals comes very automatically to me. And it's, again, it's one of the plates that I find so critical for your immune system, for your mental health, for your physical health, for your, for everything, for your life that I had to include it in this list. It's, to me, it's non-negotiable. To me, it's one of the easier plates to spin. And I understand. I have so much sympathy for this. I have so much sympathy because I hear it from you guys all the time, how hard it is to set goals for yourself. And I will tell you that, honestly, I'm, I'm going to say this specifically about setting goals, but what I mean it for is any of these. No matter which plate you are having a hard time spinning, the process for getting it going is always the, the same thing. Pick something small. Take a little tiny baby step. If you don't want to make a goal for like the rest of your life, and really, I don't even want a goal for the rest of my life. I, I, my goals are, my goals are like six months to a year. I mean, I have some slightly longer range goals than that, but my goals are pretty, relatively speaking, short term. My goals are things that I'm going to be able to accomplish sooner rather than later. And I was deciding whether or not I was going to say that the 
<laughs> if you guys have been listening for a while. So when I set the goal at the beginning of the year of having a million subscribers and I'm at like 70, I think 72 something right now, it's like, okay, that one is a pretty long range goal. But in my mind, in my mind, it's not really going to take that long. So, so I'm still good on that one too. <laughs> but the thing is, if you can't think ahead to the next six months, try thinking ahead to the next six days. What do you want to accomplish this week? And no, it might not be huge. That's fine. Setting a small goal and having a small expectation and reaching it can help you realize just how much power you have. If you set, I mean, not even a goal, but if you try to get enough sleep, for example. You don't have to go to bed at 8 p.m. trying to expect yourself very suddenly to get, you know, 10 hours of sleep a night as though that's magically going to happen when right now you're existing on six and a half. Set your alarm. Well, actually, don't set your alarm. It's almost always easier to go to bed earlier <laughs> if you have the ability to set your alarm a little bit later. Yes, do that. But set your, your going to bed mental alarm like 15 minutes earlier. 15 minutes goes a long way. It's not going to feel like too much of a hardship. You'll get used to it and then it'll become a habit. After it becomes a habit, you give yourself another 15 minutes. After that becomes a habit, you give yourself another 15 minutes. Yeah, it might take a year before you're getting enough sleep, but in that year, you'll get enough sleep and then it'll be a habit and, and you'll be sleeping and it'll be amazing. There's, there's no downside to starting incrementally. I know that it feels like a huge task to start something incrementally. Like when you look at eating healthy foods, if you have a cart full of soda and chips and cookies, it's like, okay, but what do I do? Well, what you do is you eat one apple today. You don't have to eat an apple and a salad and, you know, whatever else you consider healthy. Maybe it's meat. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's whatever. You don't have to jump immediately to what is the best case scenario. All you have to do is slightly better than right now. Taking baby steps on any of these plates is absolutely to make the way to make any of them spin properly. You don't, you don't go... I mean, the, the woman in the, the show, who is not a circus, but the woman in the show, she didn't wake up one day knowing how to spin 12 plates. She started with one, and that plate probably fell a thousand times before she could spin it with such clarity that it looked amazing, and she could do it with precision, and she could do it all the time. She didn't immediately go from there to spinning 12 plates. She went from there to spinning one more plate and thinking about how to keep two plates going. You don't have to go from wherever you are all the way up to 100% perfect at any of these things. And in fact, you don't have to be 100% perfect at any of these things ever. This is what I'm talking about with the system. All the parts moving together a little bit at a time add up to big changes. Tweaking one part of the system can make the whole system operate more efficiently. And then making another teeny tiny baby step over here on another step can make the whole system operate better. You don't ever have to be perfect at any one of the things. You simply have to do what you can on all of them. You guys, I know this was a lot 
This was a lot of spinning plates. This was a lot of information. This was a lot today. And I want you to know, well, it's kind of always a lot. In fact, I feel like I say that every week. It's always a lot to take in. It's always a lot to think about. But I'm going to ask you today to tell me what your action step is. This one was a little bit more practical. I know it was some mindset stuff too, but this one was a little bit more practical. And I want to know what plate are you, what plate are you great at? Tell me that, first of all. And which one of your plates is wobbling a little bit? What, what are you going to do to help it spin a little bit better to boost your immune system? Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.